it's Rashida Geddes, your coach and mentor, and welcome to Business Talks, the place to find tips and insight on creating a business career and life in Montreal on your own terms. Knowing who you are in business can go a long way in helping you develop the confidence necessary to take risks that will help you get to the next level. Growing a thriving business in Montreal, and anywhere around the world for that matter, is going to require that you stretch beyond your comfort zone and be willing to invest in a team. Taking risks is about living confidently in knowing that challenge is an opportunity to learn, adapt, and readjust along the way, all while being present and engaged in the process. We don't talk about it enough, but there is a faith walk to growing a thriving business and running a happy, healthy household. It requires that you have a bigger purpose, clear intention, and a resilient fight to continue taking action even when life is showing you so many different directions. My guest today is the founder of One Milk, Two Sugars, Priya Chopra. She is defining for herself and her team what it means to be a PR lady boss in Montreal. Take a look. Priya Chopra took a huge risk when she started her PR firm One Milk, Two Sugars after returning from her studies in Italy. 12 years later, it boasts an impressive roster of clients. With offices in Montreal and Toronto, it has tripled in size, all while Priya grew as a businesswoman and mother of three. Her success lies not only in her intuitive business sense, but also in her ability to adapt, stay focused and resilient in an ever-changing industry. Welcome to the show, Priya. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, I know that you are of East Indian descent, and mm. I'd love to know how did that impact your business sense? So yes, I am East Indian. Both uh, parents are from India, and they immigrated here, so I'm brought up first-generation Canadian, which uh, maybe you can relate to as yes. well. Uh, so academics was super important being East Indian. You know, there was never a time even on summer hot like when we have summer holidays from school, my dad would make us do homework. <laughs> I appreciate it. Fun. <laughs> fun. We would always do a few hours of homework, nonetheless, even during the summer months. So growing up extremely academic helped me obviously excel at school, which helped me, you know, towards my future when I was graduating. Uh, in terms of starting a business, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. I think my parents were much more of the path of having a secure a stable job, a stable income. So I took them for you know a little ride when I said, hey, I want to do this. And I was quite young at the time too. So it was a surprise to them. I think I was advancing corporately. They wanted me to continue on that path. So, uh, but I'm really happy that you know I took that leap of faith and uh, went ahead and did it. Now, I know that you started your business after coming back from studying abroad yes. in fashion. Yes. And you decided to forego a corporate career. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to do that? Why did you decide to go the business route instead of really getting your footing in corporate? And how do you think that's helped you with, you know, advancing over the last 12 years in your business? I think even more than that, right? 12 plus 12 years. 12 plus years, yeah, we're in our 12th year now. Um, so I think that there was always an inner calling. I think a person who wants to go the entrepreneurial route, it's not easy yes. by any means. I think of all people that start a business, I think only 50% is something that I hear uh, will succeed in that. Uh, businesses take three to five years to really make it. So you have to be extremely resilient. I don't think it's a path that everyone wants to take. So you really have to want it. Mm -hmm. So I did. Uh, I had always explored little businesses, small startup businesses, even during school years. So 
At this point in time, when I returned from abroad, I studied my master. I went to do my master's in Milan, yes. lived uh, la dolce vita, and I came back to Montreal and found myself unemployed at that time. So I said, hey, before I... And I did look for a job. I did. Mm. I took six months uh, applying for different kinds of opportunities. And I just kept going back to that idea that, you know, now's the time. I have this freedom to choose what I want to do. I'm always very much sky's the limit in my thinking. So I said, hey, I want to build a career that, you know, it was my dream. Mm -hmm. And I think that story resonates with so many people, not just those that are might be unemployed, but those that are thinking of transitioning. Oh, yeah. They exactly. might be in a corporate position right now exactly. that they've been in for a few years, and they're just, they feel mm -hmm. stuck, mm -hmm. and they need to change, and they need to move on. So mm -hmm. can you tell them a little bit what it's like being your own boss and maybe yes. giving us the day in the life of a PR powerhouse? Yes. Well, once you get through the beginning, which is very challenging, uh, I think the benefits are just bountiful. I mean, it's, it's amazing to be your own boss, the freedom, the flexibility of making your own schedule, uh, living life by your rules, uh, taking on clients, going after the clients that you really want to represent, uh, carving out a little piece, you know, of uh, the big business world all for yourself. So uh, I think it's an, it's an amazing opportunity if you can get there once you are there. Uh, a day in the life, I mean, really, it's every day is so different and so varied. Um, but I think you know, it really brings a total sense of self-accomplishment uh, mm -hmm. like no other. Yeah, and you were talking about knowing the type of clients that you want to serve. Why was it important for you to know who you were in business? And I know that you did that early on to really mm -hmm. figure out who you were, what you wanted to achieve, the clients you wanted to go after. Why is that important for you to start early on in business? Well, I think you're... There's still a lot to figure out, even today. Uh, having been in business for 12 years, we're constantly reconfiguring the business model, and now I have a staff that also helps me brainstorm these ideas. But when you're starting something, it's really just you. So mm -hmm. you're in your head, and you're asking yourself a ton of questions. And I can't lie and say that, hey, it was right off the bat, I knew what I wanted to do. I think that it took me many years of saying, yes, I can do this, and yes, I will take on this business. And anything that comes your way, you're like, I'm gonna grab this client, because obviously you want your business to grow. But Actually, in reverse, saying no was the biggest mm. thing for me. It was, no, I'm not going to take on that client. I'm going to you know, focus my time on where I want it to be. I'm going to go after the clients that will really carve out a place in this market for me. Um, so the more niche we became as a business, the more we propelled. So I think that that was the biggest you know, a eureka moment, if you will, or aha moment, as they say, as Oprah says, so yeah. And I love the fact that you were talking about that finding that niche, because some mm -hmm. people think that if they go for a specific target audience, their specific dream client, that they're gonna miss out on having opportunities from other exactly. bigger names. And in, in, in that case, in this type of business, in any business actually, it's actually the reverse. Mm -hmm. The more niche you become, mm -hmm. the more you open yourself up to a global market, exactly. because you're offering something that's unique Yes. that no one else offers in the exact same way. So um, true. And what I love about how you grew your business was that you actually grew it while having little ones, while having children. Yes. Now, managing expectations as it relates to your exactly. clients, to your family, mm -hmm. to you know the obligations that you have mm -hmm. can be challenging. How did you contend with managing expectation in your own business and in your own personal life? And what life lessons or what lesson, what big lesson came out of that? Wow, yeah, no, that's a lot of great questions there. So 
Definitely the business uh, grew once my kids came into place. Uh, so I have three kids, they're all under six. So life wow. is extremely busy. Yes. I just had a third child, it's been a year. Uh, so with every child has brought me immense victory, uh, both personally and professionally. Uh, surprisingly, you know, contrary to what women think, they can succeed. Uh, you will find a way to make it work. Um, I think that there's an overthinking that happens. Um, and maybe a fear, mm -hmm. but it's complete. Once once the baby's there, you know, you would be surprised. Our clients have been extremely accommodating. Um, so they've I've had to work on putting myself a little bit in behind the scenes and making sure I've hired and staffed up a very very skilled team to represent the agency. Of course, there's an you know a lot of training that goes into that. It's still my business, it's still something that I set up and uh, it's a reflection of me. So I'm extremely involved. And I think people are a little bit surprised. They say, so are you going on mat leave? And I said, no, I'm not going on mat leave. <laughs> I'm still there. This is my mat leave. Oh, this is my mat leave, you know? <laughs> I was at an event the other day at the office. They're like, are you back? I'm like, I wasn't really gone. I'm yes. always there. They may not see me in the day to day uh, for every single meeting or event, but I'm always there. So, um, so yeah, repositioning a little bit, the expectation of the client, making sure that they understand that there is their day to day person who's there, but I'm just a call away. They, I'm still there. You know, go to. I'm always available. I'm always around. Um, so yeah, I think that that was took many years to do that. I can't say it happened with the first child. I think with the first, child, I was still working many late hours, still getting the business uh, a little bit established. We were in the growing pains at that time, getting everything you know off the ground. Uh, we opened a second office during when I had my second child, um, and now just kind of managing all that with the third. So yeah, yeah. And I think it's great too that your kids actually are able to see that. I know being able to be a working mom mm -hmm. and being able to go after your dreams, I think is something, especially, you know, young children that are impressionable need yes. to be able to oh, see. Yeah. They need to be able to see those point. examples and different models of different ways to do it. Yeah. Now, I think what's really important, and I know that I developed that sense that when I had my first daughter, mm -hmm. is really trusting in your intuition oh, and yeah. knowing when something feels right and works and you should go for mm -hmm. it and knowing when to pull back and say no, as you mentioned. Yes. Was that something that you had all along or did you develop it along the way? I think in, intuition or having good instinct is something that you can nurture and develop. Uh, I think working with clients and you know just understanding their expectations, putting myself in their shoes is a skill that I've honed over years. And I think mm -hmm. that that's what makes our business able to succeed because I'm sort of in their mind. So, you know, when my somebody in my team, you know, is giving me their to-do list and I'm like, well, have you checked in with this person? Have you checked in with that? Because I innately, I know what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, we might get an email that very day and like, they always are like, how did you know that Priya said? <laughs> it's just years of, you know, practice. So I think intuition, for sure. Uh, I do have always had a great in instinct. I uh, actually have this t-shirt that says, my intuition told me so. And when I saw that <laughs> shirt, I said, I have to buy this because I live by that. Yes. I lived, uh, I always live by that. So uh, even when I make my decisions, they're very rash sometimes. I might wake up in the morning and have an idea and it has to be done that day. And it's really guiding me. My intuition is always guiding me. So I think that uh, it's something you can develop through practice, but I think innately it's there as well. And as an entrepreneur, even more so. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And as women, I think that we have a keen, mm -hmm. more um, intuitive sense mm -hmm. of how that intuition plays out, especially because sure. it's that mother nature thing, right? Yes. And being yes. able to say, when knowing when something's yes. wrong and knowing when something's oh, right, yeah. we intuitively know that. Yeah. So if we can tap into that more, 
we realize that it can play out in so many different so many aspects different of our lives. Definitely. And what I love about business and also hate about business is the acquisition of new clients. Yes. Now you talked about <laughs> early on in your career cold calling oh, yeah. and that experience, how it was a character yeah. building experience. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me about a lesson you learned, maybe a yeah. story, an anecdote, something yeah. about your experience cold calling? Because I know I've done that. I know right. I've had to do that. And anybody that's growing a business yes. that's trying to get themselves out there, mm -hmm. Trying to get people familiar with the brand are going to have to do that. So if you can talk about that a bit. Yeah, cold calling. I mean, it's a testament to character. It's very difficult, obviously, on your self-esteem because, you know, you're knocking on doors, old school style, trying to get people to notice you and who you are and what you're doing. Um, so it was my job at the beginning. Uh, that was the way I acquired new business. I would get on the phone because we started this company. I was 24. I mean, I didn't have a vast network as you might have when you're in your 30s or 40s or mm -hmm. having worked corporately. Uh, so I didn't have those connections. Um, definitely, you know, it was something I was started with uh, two partners at the time. So we were just starting with friends and family and anyone who would listen. Um, so really a story I still remember that made me feel like, okay, I think I'm pretty good at this. I called um, a beauty company that I had wanted to solicit. And funny enough, that day I had the business owner came on the phone and he happens to be a very prominent businessman in Montreal with multiple businesses. And I obviously didn't know that. And I gave him my two minute you know, sales pitch on the phone and I'll never forget, he said, okay, I want you to come in and I want, you, I want to meet you. And I said, okay. So when I went into his office and I met with him, he called his son who mm. works for him. And he said, okay, I want you to repeat exactly your sales pitch to my son because that is how my son should be selling as well. Wow. So it was such an amazing um, sense of, you know, uh, just a pat on the back for all those years of cold calling and getting this respect from such a prominent businessman who I'm still in touch with today, actually, and uh, has supported me over the years. Absolutely. That's a beautiful story. And I think mm -hmm. it's a testament that the more you practice and yes. the more you get, you know, comfortable yes. with saying what you do, who you serve, what mm -hmm. you offer and why it's unique on the market, mm -hmm. the better you'll become at being able to express that and yes. people will get it. Yes. They will get it and they'll want to work with you and just because of that. The passion mm -hmm. has to be there. Yes. You have to believe in yourself. Uh, that has to come through. And I think that that's when it is your baby and it's your business, it comes through inherently. But I think you need to be completely confident in your ability to, to to sell your services and you know to say that you know you're offering something that's like no other so the passion has to be there as well absolutely now what would you say would be in terms of the biggest risk that you've taken whether it's time energy or money and what happened as a result of it <laughs> what happened as a result of taking that risk uh, risk has always brought great reward. Completely believe in that. That's what I was saying before. I just go to sleep at night and or I'll be taking my shower and all of a sudden I'll have this idea and I have to just go for it. Yes. And it's always worked for me. I think as you grow in business, a big risk that puts a lot of pressure is capital, you know, and getting the capital to grow, uh, investing your own capital. I mean, I was all self-financed. Yes. So I think that you know, that is a lot of pressure for some businesses when you're trying to make that big jump and grow your business. Um, you know, acquisition of uh, capital, you know, having capital investment in your business is a big deal. Uh, but I think that with every decision, I mean, we opened a second location in Toronto. I didn't mm -hmm. have to do that. Uh, I was completely content with the way things were going here. But I said, you know what, I think for the future of the business, um, having this location is going to be critical. It's been my focus for the last three years. It was right when my son was six months old. You know, I had to hustle him down to Toronto, look for office space, get acquainted with that market. Um, and, you know, now we have a flourishing team and a great office there. It's been only three 
years. So it was a really, really great investment. I'm starting to see it pay off more now, but it takes time. Um, so yeah, that's an example of uh, a big risk that was taken for sure. But I love how you were able to have this idea, see it through to the end and make it happen and realize it for yourself. Because mm -hmm. I think that's what we need, right? Yes. The moment that we're able to realize that the idea that we have can really take us through yeah. if we continue to move one step forward, even in a small way, uh, towards that goal, that end goal. Goal is the key word. It's, it's all about attaining your goals, I think. And it can be, uh, of course, having a long-term viewpoint is really important. I think that's a really important message to entrepreneurs. I think we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day and we have our short-term goals and we may have our checklist of our goals. But a really good advice I got from my business coach recently was thinking of my five-year plan. You know, what mm -hmm. exactly is that? And it doesn't have to be detailed. He said, put it down on paper, one page, two two pages, that's it. It doesn't have to be more than that. Um, and that got me thinking, you know, I said, I haven't even done that. I haven't thought five years down the road. I may think three years down the road, but five years seems long. So it's really important to map out that, you know, project what you want to happen and it will come to you. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I completely agree mm -hmm. with that. Now, where mm -hmm. can people go to find out about you, your business, everything that's going on in the land of One Milk, Two Sugars? So you can go to thesugars.ca. That's our uh, short form of our website. Everybody calls us The Sugars because uh, the team has expanded past Two Sugars. The name is One Mill Two Sugars, but now it's The Sugars. So thesugars.ca, we have an office here in old Montreal. We're in downtown Toronto as well. We serve national brands and you can check, it out, check us out on that or on our Instagram or on our Facebook, which is One Mill Two Sugars PR. Perfect, well thank you so much for thank joining you. us today thank and you. bringing your insights on being a lady boss oh, to us today. Thank you, thank, thank you, you for having me. Have a great me. day. Thank you for having me. My interview today left me with two takeaways. First, in business, it's important to trust your intuition, and that is something you can strengthen as you go. Just remember that we all have the ability to tap into that intuition, whether in our business or our personal life. And second, someone is waiting for what only you have to offer. By not taking risks and walking in your authority, Montreal is missing out on your genius. I'd like to thank my guest, Priya Chopra, for being with us today, and I'd also like to thank you guys for tuning in. Are you ready to create a business career and life on your own terms? Are you looking to leverage your strengths so that you can transform your life? Visit RashidaGettys.com to learn more about how I can help you and your business. Empower, mentor, lead, and never stop learning. Bye for now. <laughs>